you're listening to the C to Z of movies. My name's Colin. I am the C. Joining me is CJ on the Z. Hello, CJ. Hey, Colin. How are you? I'm good. Um, that was a long pause. Why is there a long pause? Oh, usually uh, because it's me telling you about my day and all that, all that jazz, isn't it? Yeah, I thought I'd just mix it up and ask about your life instead, Colin. Um, my life is is fine. I, 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 well, let's talk about football since you asked me. Um, oh, no. oh no! Oh no! 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 <laughs> Fine. This is Honestly, not turning into a football podcast. I reckon we could do it. We can make it into a Wolf Hunter Wanderers podcast. Just slowly but surely. If we go via Dancers with Wolves, that's the smart way to do it. No, let's not do that. Okay, instead, let's talk about the year 2000 in film, um, which is what we're doing today. <laughs> uh, we're also talking about the films of Dwayne The Rock Johnson. We have a quiz on Bill and Ted and much, much more. Except not more football. Less football, probably. Yeah. Um, we start. I was always doing movie news, Ijan. Uh, let me let me let you in a little secret. I I keep notes on my work computer of all the uh, all the news and things that's happening. Uh-huh. Uh, and this this week I forgot to email it to myself, so I had to try and redo it all yesterday. Okay. Well, uh, let's see. Let's see if I got it. Or maybe you're going to help me out by uh, by covering for me. Pretty what have you got? certain the main bit of news that we were supposed to talk about anyway will be about the Oscar nominations that came out. A week ago? Last week? I'm pretty sure it was last week. Last week? Yeah. Oscar nominations came out, uh, and there were a few surprises. There mm. were more than a few surprises, I believe. Um, uh, and yeah, let, let's just quickly run through the, the Oscar nominations. Best picture, we have uh, Ford v Ferrari, which is named something different in the UK, I hear. Um, it's called Le Mans 66 over here. Yep. Yeah. Which I think uh, is because... They're not allowed to use brand names and titles or something, or there's restrictions on it. Yeah. Well, oh, okay. Bizarre. Uh, the Irishman, which we did a podcast on. Uh, Jojo Rabbit. Joker, which we did a podcast on as well. Little Women, Colin's most mm. favourite movie of all time. Ooh. And book. <laughs> Once Upon a Time. I'm told the film's, I'm told the film's good. But anyway. um. <laughs> Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Uh, Marriage Story. Parasite. 1917. And we're in the unusual situation, I think we said last time, that um, I've actually seen most of these because a lot of them have come out last year uh, in this country as opposed to coming out this I year. have seen, and you'll uh, find out as well in To See or Not To See, uh, one, <laughs> two, three, four. Four of the films up here. I have seen seven of them. Let me guess which you haven't seen. Go for it. Little Women. Uh-huh. And once upon a time, no, and Parasite. Uh huh. Yep. Correct. That's it. Uh, yeah. So, I mean, Ford vs. Ferrari was a little bit surprised to have on this list. I don't think it's. I mean, it's it's fine, but I don't think it's. I don't think it's the kind of film that should be in this list. If I'm honest. Which film? Uh, Ford vs. Ferrari. No, I've not seen that, so I can't really yeah. tell. I mean, it's 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 a good film, but it's not one of the best of the year. Uh, and. I'm disappointed not to see Rocket Man in this list. I think you're going to be disappointed not seeing Rocket Man in many of these lists. Mm, I think one nomination, wasn't it, for Best Song? Yeah, which oh. is sad because um, Rocket Man, I think, was done, well, it came out like June last year. And for me, it's definitely a better film than Bohemian Rhapsody was. And Bohemian Rhapsody got nominated for so many Oscars uh, yeah, the year before. Um, I'm, I'm with you. I think it's a better film. Um, I think I'm. Rounded. As you say, I'll be disappointed soon that Taron Egerton's not nominated for Best Actor, and I, I wonder if it's partly because 
Uh, Bohemian Rhapsody was, as you say, nominated a lot last time that they didn't want to go. They thought, well, we've been there, done that. Um, or maybe it's it's our rating didn't help. I don't, I don't know. Well, that's a bit silly, though, isn't it? Bohemian Rhapsody also came out about the same time the year before, didn't it? It's true. Around it's true, the yeah. summer. It was a summer release. Yeah, I, I, if, if that was the reason why it wasn't nominated, I, I, I think that's such a shame. Um, I mean, yeah. Yeah, it's surprising. So, I mean, it was my favourite film of, of 2019. Yes, uh, I know. I read your blog. Mm, good man. Good man. Uh, but otherwise, I mean, there's not... I mean, you can argue The Irishman doesn't necessarily deserve to be there, but I think it was always likely it would be. I don't think it's going to win. Um, but, I mean, from Based on the, on the um, Golden Globes, you'd expect 1917... And once Paul Time Hollywood to be the uh, the ones to beat here. I think it's going to be quite close, though. I think Parasite has been getting uh, getting a lot of um, momentum. Okay. Nearing the uh, nearing the Oscars, and it's been nominated for a lot of awards, especially given that it's a foreign film as well. Yeah, it's very unusual for a foreign film to get into this into this list. Uh, to me, it's uh, yeah. As I say, I, I'd, I'd be surprised if it's not one of those two. But a lot lot can change in the next month or so. No, that's true. Who who won uh, best drama in uh, the Golden Globes? I can't remember. Nineteen seventeen. Ah, okay, yeah. okay. Um, yeah, uh, nineteen seventeen. Spoilers alert! I just saw it recently as well, um, and I'll talk about it more, I guess, in the to see or not to see. Yeah, it's a, to that. yeah, it's a good film. Um, uh, Roger Dickens should win the Oscar for cinematography again. Oh, it's beautiful. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, um, so uh, moving on to actor in the leading role, uh, which is, uh, as you say, Taron Edgerton got snubbed. We have uh, Antonio Banderas from Pain and Glory, Leo, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, Adam Driver, Marriage Story, Joaquin Phoenix, Joker, and Jonathan Price, the two popes. Yeah, um, it's a it's a good list. I've, I've think seen all of those apart from Pain and Glory. I think it's a very solid list as well. I mean, barring Taron Edgerton aside, not being in there. Yeah, no, he, sh- uh, he should be in that list, definitely, but... Uh, I think it's. Oh, I mean, Wacken Phoenix. Should I, win? I, sense there's, I think he probably should. I, I sense there's a bit of a Joker back, backlash at the moment um, that I don't quite understand. But a lot of people seem to be angry that it's being nominated in various places. Uh, but I think it probably should be his. I'm looking down that list, I think Jonathan Price was superb, but I don't think he's going to win. Um, Adam Driver was very good, but I don't think he's going to win. Maybe, maybe Leo. But um, and again, I've not seen Pain and Glory, so maybe. Antonio Banderas is, is amazing in that I don't know mm. I heard uh, Adam Sandler was really good in the the film that Uncut Gems Uncut Gems yeah he was I was regarded as a bit of a snub that that didn't get any nominations at all yeah I, um, I I've not seen that like I've been avoiding any Adam Sandler <laughs> film for a while now but he's gotten really good reviews from that yeah it's coming out on Netflix in the, the month so definitely uh, give it a watch mm. um, always give up on it but uh, yeah of that list I'd probably choose Joaquin Phoenix yeah. Um, of the ones I've seen. But. Yeah, me too. Um, we've re- we've reviewed the Joker on this podcast, and mm, we, we, we both have. enjoyed it. So, yes. um, similar to uh, the snap to the best actor in the Golden Globes in the comedy and musical role, Aquafina, who was who won the Golden Globes for mm. uh, best actress, is not nominated in uh, the Oscars. So no. instead, we have Cynthia Rivo for Harriet, Scarlett Johansson for Marriage Story, Shirley Ronan. For Little Women, who wasn't nice, in nice pronunciation, by the way. Thank you, <laughs> uh, Renee Zellweger for Judy and Charlize Theron for Bombshell, and uh, yeah, Shusha Ronan wasn't in the Golden Globes, I believe. 
I don't think she was in it at all. Was she not? Okay. Mm. She's uh, nominated for Best Actress here. Um, she is very popular, though, with Oscar uh, nominations. She certainly is. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And she's um, a good actress, though. So I'm not, I'm not saying that phenomenal, yeah. <laughs> it wasn't deserved or anything, but yeah, she is very popular with them as well. Cynthia Erivo could potentially be the youngest EGOT winner we'll ever have if she wins either the Best Actress or Best Song because she's nominated the- twice. Do you want to explain EGOT to our listeners? Uh, for anyone who wins an Emmy, Grammy, um, Oscar and Tony, which I think, even though it sounds really good, it, it's kind of biased because it's very hard for actors and directors to win a Grammy. Grammy is probably the hardest for them to get. Yeah, and, and lots of people, on a, well, some of the people at least who have this, have a, the Grammy is best spoken word or something, so yeah. it's just cast recording. Definitely. Uh, which seems like cheating to me. And uh, and this favours, uh, obviously, people who come from Broadway more. And Cynthia yes, Arrivo yeah. is definitely one of them. For example, she, her, um, the, the other three she got, the Grammy, Oscar, uh, Grammy, Emmy, and Tony, came from that one singular performance as... Um, and Color Purple. Purple, she's phenomenal in it. I've seen her uh, mm. not live performance, but I've seen her on uh, on uh, YouTube. So she won uh, obviously mm. uh, Best Actress as the Tony. She won the Grammy because you know the Broadway they review release an al- album as part of it, so you get a win sure. for that. And she won an Emmy because a performance of the musical on live television is a nomination yeah. as well and uh, and a win. Although apparently it was a daytime Emmy rather than a regular yes. Emmy, um, so that might some some purists would say that wouldn't. Yeah, count. some purists um, would say that wouldn't come. But yeah, um, but that's the thing. It, it does favor that side. I'm not saying anything about Cynthia Erivo. I think she's a phenomenal actress. Um, I liked her in a lot of the things that she's been in so far. Um, but yeah, it's just. And she's the the only uh, the only non-white uh, actor to be nominated. In any yeah, of making so. Oscars. Uh, yeah. Better than the BAFTAs in that sense. Yeah, I guess um, it's, it's it's always weird. I think this when this comes. I mean, you had the Oscars so white a couple of times, and um, I always find it an odd complaint because the the issue largely isn't with the Oscars; it's with the film industry. I don't think you should be blaming the Oscars um, for the lack of opportunities. Uh, I've not seen Harriet, so I have no idea um, uh, if she's deserving of this. But I remember her in. Uh, um, Bad Times, the LRL, which she was fantastic in. She was the best thing of the film, mm. though, to be fair. Yeah, she was really good in that. Uh, Scarlett Johansson's uh, first ever Oscar nomination. Um, and she's nominated not, twice this time around. She's nominated twice. She's, she's leapt from zero to two. Uh, this, I mean, I've, Marriage Story is the only one I've seen, but this is going to Renee Zellweger, isn't it? This is, yeah, uh, I think for sure. It should should go to Renee Zellweger. I think from that list, it, if it, the, a close second would be Scarlett. Yeah, I think uh, she was she was fantastic. In fact, she won the Coddy for it. Uh, we, we're going to be watching Bombshell before next time, so we'll be able to comment on Charlie's Theron's abilities and that one as well. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I think of all the categories, that's probably the the one that seems the most obvious at this stage. Usually by Oscar night, we know who's going to win most categories. Um, <laughs> yes. Uh, but this time, I don't think that's true, apart from this one, where I think I'd be amazed if it wasn't really dull. Hollywood loves a comeback story. Yeah, well, she took a break, right? I mean, it's not like it was forced upon her or anything. No, no, I mean, it's not a comeback from mediocrity. It's a comeback from taking time off, isn't it? Um, yeah. Well, I thought it was interesting, actually. I was, I was looking back through previous Oscar winners, and for the men, um, it seems almost every year they win for playing a real person. Uh, that seems to be very much the trend for men over the last decade or two. 
Um, whereas for women, that seems to be much less the case. So obviously Renee, in this case, would be, um, as, in fact, as would Cynthia Revo, as would um, Charlize Theron. Yep. But uh, much more the case uh, for men, which would suggest, um, looking at that, I don't know about Hayden Glory, but uh, Jonathan Price would be the only other one who was playing a real person. Hmm. Interesting. Interesting. Um, I don't know whether I want to go through the other categories as well. Um, uh, well, might as well rattle through them. Yeah. So, best actor in a supporting role, you have Tom Hanks, A Beautiful Day in the Neighborhood, Anthony Hopkins, The Two Popes, uh, Al Pacino, and Joe Pesci uh, for The Irishman, and Brad Pitt for Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. I've just uh, found out that this is Tom Hanks' first nomination since Castaway. Yeah, it's been a long time, because he, he used to get nominated every year, didn't he? In the, it's... Um, uh, yeah, I thought he was nominated for Captain Phillips and yeah, that's uh, true. Saving Mr. Banks and, you know, films like so that. Captain Phillips, he was definitely nominated for some awards, but obviously not for this one. Yeah, mm. so it cuts away seems like a long time. It is a long time ago, wasn't it? Like at least about 20 years well, ago. Well, we'll find out in <laughs> 2000 in film exactly what year that uh, castaway was. Yeah, it's crazy. Uh, yeah, I think this one's probably Joe Pesci or Brad Pitt. Um, Brad, Pitt Brad Pitt won the Golden Globe, didn't he? Brad Pitt won the Golden Globe. Yes, he did. Yeah, but I could see them giving it to Joe Pesci. Yeah, me too. And then okay. next is actress in a supporting role. Uh, you have the surprise. You have Kathy Bates. Uh, in a, mm. uh, from Richard, I can't pronounce. What's his last Jewel. name? Jewel. Uh, Laura Dern from Marriage Story. Scarlett Johansson again for Jojo Rabbit. Florence Pugh from Little Women and Margot Robbie from Bombshell. Yeah, Margot Robbie. She got nominated for two. Uh, Baftas, yep. But just the one Oscar. Uh, I was a little bit surprised Scarlett Johansson's in that list for Jojo Rabbit. I thought it's, I don't think she's necessarily, um, it's not one of her greatest performances, I don't think. There you go. Uh, I think this is Laura Derns. I think she's got this one more or less sewn up. It, it uh, should do, I unless Kathy Bates like slightly springs her. <laughs> yeah, as you said, that was quite a surprise. I've not seen that yet. I'm looking forward to seeing that um, later in the month, but or maybe next month. But yes, I, she has she, I feel like she must have won an Oscar before. Uh, I don't think this is her year. Mm. But who knows? And again, I've not seen Little Women, so I can't comment. Yeah. And then um, I'll just finish with the director, because just sure. the top five. Uh, yeah, the big so ones. Martin Scorsese for The Irishman. Tarantino for Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Uh, Bong Joon-ho for Parasite. Sam Mendes, 1917. Todd Phillips for Joker. Uh, so as um, was it Issa Rae who was doing the the Oscar nominations uh, on the live stream said, uh, "Well done to these men." <laughs> um, Greta Gerwig, I think, was the great hope for the uh, for a female nomination, and that didn't that didn't show up. Uh, yeah. didn't, didn't happen. Uh, again, not seen that women, so can't comment really. Um, some people were surprised to see Todd Phillips on the list. I, I think he's very deserving of it. To be honest, I think that's very. I don't know why anyone would think that was an odd decision, um, but for me, I mean, having. We'll talk about 1917 later, but I think this is Sam Mendes all day long. I think it should be at least. Oh no, June Ho won it, right? For in uh, the Golden Globes. Did he really? Mm-hmm. Well, he I'm did. probably wrong then. Uh, and in fact, it wouldn't surprise me. To, having said this, I, that was more who I think should win rather than who I think will win. Um, yeah, and again, I've not seen Parasite, but uh, I think Parasite will win one of the big two, though. Yeah, I think so. I mean, it's it's nailed on, for, isn't it, for best foreign film? But um, yeah. I mean, it's yeah, maybe. in maybe. both picture and it? director. No, I'm not seeing it yet. It's coming out in oh. the UK in February, I believe. Oh, it is, isn't it? Yes. Yeah, yeah, so I, I'm not seeing it at all. But given how much people have been talking about it, um, and it's lauded by critics. Um, 
So I think you know they may just give one to them, one either director or picture to them. Yeah, and they tend to do that if they have two films that they like. Yeah, I mean you can't. It's weird, isn't it? You can't deliberate. I don't know how much talking there is between the academy because they can't deliberately do that unless they there's some sort of campaign saying give the director nomination. Um, yeah, I mean I don't think it's Todd Phillips. I don't think it's Martin Scorsese, but the other three could all be in with the show. Yeah. Mm. Cool. I mean, and the only other surprise, uh, or the biggest surprise I can think of, is uh, that Klaus got nominated um, for animated feature. I was surprised by that. I heard it was really good, though. Well, my brother enjoyed it. He told me about it. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah, Frozen 2 has not been nominated. No. It's been snubbed. Well, a... Nah, I th- Frozen 2 wasn't good. <laughs> I've seen that, and it was, uh, it was okay. Um, what? I wasn't sure whether the, for Avengers Endgame they do the whole nominate it and everything, um, like they did for Lord of the Rings. Which, um, but uh, no, visual effects is its only nomination. It's... it's this is, I guess, goes back to when the Oscars were trying to bring in their most best popular film, or whatever it was. Because mm. uh, Avengers Endgame, obviously, the, the biggest film of all time, uh, and it gets one nomination. I mean, not even across the technical. It's not getting like sound editing. It's not. It's not getting sound mixing. It's not getting uh, score or production design or anything like that. It's just in visual effects. It's got lots of money. That's fine. Yeah, that'll be okay. I mean, it's weird because the more I think about it, the more I think actually. It's probably the third best of the Avengers film, or fourth maybe. It, it, I, I liked it a lot, but I think, it, yeah, plausibly is the worst Avengers film. So I'm, I'm not surprised that they haven't covered it in glory. Does this make Joker the most uh, nominated comic book film? Oh, that's a good question. Um, probably does, doesn't it? I don't. I said Dark Knight got a few nominations, but it wouldn't have got eleven, would it? No, uh, definitely not. So it, yes, I guess it probably is. It did, um, it did get a lot of uh, other nominations as well, like costume design. Yeah, um, so it's got 11 nominations in total. Yeah, um, it's crazy. It's also the highest grossing R-rated movie ever, isn't it? Yeah. Um, so, uh, quite a game changer. Definitely. Make films more like The Joker. Well, this is the... Yeah, this is the problem, isn't it? We're going to get a whole universe of... Uh, uh, we're going to get Mr. Freeze. <laughs> Yeah, uh, well, we'll, we'll uh, fill you in on all the winners uh, I'm sh- uh, when that happens in February sometime. Yeah, probably end of February. That's usually where it happens. Cool. Some podcasts would know that, but not us. <laughs> uh, okay, so uh, that's Oscars. What's next? What do you have, Colin, on your list that I need to? Uh, I've got actually up? quite a lot of news. Okay, um, so let's, let's go let's then. Try and go fairly quick, but um. Uh, let's start with Christian Bale is in talks for Thor Love and Thunder yes uh, so Christian Bale obviously is not a stranger to comic book films um, although it's having done the having played Batman three times um, quite different I suspect to Thor Love and Thunder he's I don't know how much he does comedies I mean mm. this is probably with Taika Waititi going to be fairly comedic after as a Ragnarok sequel yep um, he's not a I'm trying to think of any comedies he's done, Christian Bell. I mean, in Ford vs. Ferrari, he had funny moments, but it's not... A, even the uh, even the Golden Globes didn't think it was a comedy, I don't think. Uh, I think American Hustle was treated as a comedy by the Golden Globes. Was it? Maybe. The Golden Globes have very weird uh, definitions yeah, of what maybe comedy it probably is. was. probably was. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I have no idea what he'd be doing in that. I don't think we've got any information. But yeah, at least uh, he probably wouldn't have to gain or lose a lot of weight for that role. Yeah, he'd want to, wouldn't he? <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> Maybe that's how he chooses his script. Yeah, yeah I guess so. It's like, I'm really fast at the moment. I think I, I want a thin, I want a thin script. 
Mm. Um, Ty- speaking of Taika Waititi, he's been reportedly been approached to helm a Star Wars film. Yeah. Um, Not much that's... more has been um, yeah told about that, but that's uh, <laughs> that's the news really. Um, yeah, and so I don't know how many films they make because obviously got we we're going to have a Ryan Johnson trilogy, which I think is still happening. We were going to have a Game of Thrones guys trilogy, which isn't happening. We've got Kevin Feige making a film. Yeah, which could be this one, I suppose. It's, but, uh, too many films from Star Wars. Yeah, they haven't learned the lesson. Uh, no, what was the last good Star Wars film you've seen, Colin? Uh, the last good one was Last Jedi. So that's two years ago. But there's only been two films since then, Venice. Mm. Um, uh, but yeah, basically, Solo wasn't very good, and, and um, Rise of Skywalker wasn't wasn't brilliant. I, if they continue in their usual tradition, he'll be fired anyway. So let's not get too excited. Yeah, I, I just can't be excited about this at all. But um, Star Wars uh, has been making lots of money. Rise of Skywalker. Um, it's mm. now the it's reached the one billion mark. Oh, well done! Though. It's now the seventh Disney film in twenty nineteen to do so. Good lord, Colin! Oh yeah, here's a test for you. Yep. What are the other three films? The three out of the seven. The other what? three out of the top ten. Disney has seven of them. Oh, oh, the three non-Disney ones. Yep. Um, well, I think probably. Uh, Spider-Man Far From Home counts as non-Disney for the purposes of this. Yep, that's correct. Uh, Hobbs and Shaw? Yeah, how do you guess that? I think I've seen this list. Um, <laughs> and, and, and yet, I'm still not going to get the uh, the other one. Uh, uh, We've been talking about this for a while as well, Colin. Have we? Yeah, it's uh, The Joker. Oh, of course, it made a billion yesterday. You already said that. Mm, there you go. Yeah. Um. So, good year for Disney and comic book uh, films. G- yes. Um. Speaking of uh, Spider-Man, there is we have we had a trailer for Morbius: The Living Vampire, and I said we don't normally talk trailers, but this is this has got some newsworthy content. I think. Um, oh, is it? it? I've not uh, seen a trailer. Michael Keaton. Oh well, spoilers for the trailer. Michael Keaton shows up at the end of the trailer. Um, Ooh. Presumably as That's the vulture. The vulture. Yeah. Um. Um, which is uh, so he obviously for people who haven't seen it he uh, played the vulture in Spider-Man Homecoming um, so this is Sony getting their Spider-Verse off the ground uh, moving towards their Sinister Six um, intriguingly there's also a shot where um, Jared Leto walks past some graffiti of Spider-Man with the word murderer over it um, but the graffiti of Spider-Man is very clearly his uh, so the Tobey Maguire suit rather than the Tom Holland suit who no. did who did Toby Maguire kill? Actually quite a few people. <laughs> He's probably killed a few people. He has. Um but as Spider Man, uh I don't did he kill some I mean he mostly Dr. He Octopus was, was well, killed. Well he was mostly there once they accidentally killed themselves. That seems to be his thing. That is true. That that happens Green quite Green a Goblin bit. did that, Doc Octopus kinda of killed himself. Uh, um, Venom. Yeah. So his yeah, I don't think he's actually killed anyone. Um although he feels responsible for Uncle Ben's death, obviously. Um Having, I've just watched a video on this. Uh, the, the actual graffiti is taken from a shot from the video game where they use the skin of the Sam Raimi suit. <laughs> the terminal guy suit. So who knows? It, it, <laughs> it could be just whatever. They they didn't think about it. They put anything. I think more likely, 
and maybe this is my my optimism i think they're trying to plant the seeds of a spider-verse um, yeah i think that's more your optimism more than anything I would, else i would so love that i would so love to see sinister six i can take or leave but a spider-verse where we get toby mcguire and andrew garfield and tom holland all all back well to- to- toby and andrew haven't been doing much recently um no, I mean Toby guys Yeah, he's not done much for years. But uh, Andrew Garfield was, was one of the hottest things around, wasn't he? Was he was uh, until Hacksaw Ridge was the last thing I saw him in, and that was a while yeah, back. Yeah, he did breathe uh, the year after that, which was which was good, um, but didn't do huge numbers. Hmm. Hmm. So yeah, the, uh, I would love to see them back and yeah, get your Kirsten Dunst in, and uh, you can't get Emma Stone because she's dead, but. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, you can bring in, I don't know, the Dane DeHaan. Um, so who knows what's happening? Sinister Six is is clearly in the plans, but maybe maybe we're going we're getting that Sony Spider-Verse. Mm, well, hopefully for for your sake, Colin. Clip clip this out, and when it happens in five years' time. Yeah, yeah. Like, I told you. Okay. I told you. <laughs> um, more Marvel news. Scott Derrickson supposedly uh, has left the Doctor Strange two project over creative yeah. differences. Um, he'll remain ex- exact producer, um, but yeah, he's not the first director to leave the Marvel Universe because of creative differences. No, but he's the first for a while, isn't he? Um, the, I thought they'd kind of moved beyond this. Uh, but yeah, so Doctor, Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. Uh, it sounds a bit like he wanted to make it more horror than they did. It sounds like it could be more horror than... Uh, yeah, multiverse of madness. I mean, Doctor yeah. Strange of anything. You, if you want to come up with some weird, creepy monsters, this he he's the one you, he's the one film that you can come up with. Mm. Lots of them. And at Comic Con, he said this is the first proper horror movie in MCU, and then Kevin Feige immediately said, "But it's still a twelve A." So I do wonder if that's um, that's part of the issue. Well, we'll see how the first Marvel horror film fare this year. Yeah. In, uh, are, we, are you talking about New Mutants? Yes. Yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> um speaking of um something completely different now, uh so the we Knives Out actually was one of the things that got a bit snubbed at the Oscars. So Ryan Johnson got a nomination for uh, best original screenplay, but I think that was it. I thought I thought that might make the long list for best picture. Um but anyway, he has said that he would like to make more movies with Benoit Blanc. He yeah, has detective. Uh, so whether we'll get a franchise out of that I don't know I thought it was officially in the works that's my bit of news from that oh is it officially is it oh, right, yeah okay. he has written a sequel and would ideally like to begin filming this year oh in which case you know more than I do my sources um, are better than your sources they must be they must be I'll phone Ryan I'll ask him to confirm <laughs> but yeah uh, we both enjoyed the first one mm, yeah, a lot of I fun, hope lot of fun. they I don't know about you. Do you would you rather see a sequel with the same characters or a brand new one with brand new characters? I think I would like to see a brand new one with different yeah, characters I, altogether. I think the I mean the, the the stereotypical thing with these with detective stories is the detective just goes to complete new set of people, isn't it? Which exactly. I think is mu- much more like you might get um so Anna Armas showing up, but I think I'd probably just prefer a completely new thing. Yeah, because everyone likes her superpower of not being what? able to lie. Oh yeah. That was weird. It's a weird power, isn't it? It is a it's a weird power. Uh, so they might, I could see potentially her being kind of like his Watson or his Captain Hastings as a, as a psychic. But um, I, I mean, he he also had like a couple of people who uh, were his like detect like what the sergeant and stuff who didn't do a lot. So you might see them again, but I wouldn't miss them if they were hmm. if they were gone. 
Okay, uh, what else you got? Uh, no Time to Die, the mm. upcoming James Bond film, um, now has Hans Zimmer as a composer, which is cutting it surprisingly close to is, the release yeah. date of the film. Uh, the, uh, the previous composer, Dan Romer, left the project last month, again due to creative differences. Uh, yeah, this is uh, going to be a quick uh, work turnaround from Hans, even though I love Hans. He knows what he's doing, doesn't he? Yeah, he does. Um, he does. He's been doing. He's been in this industry for so long now, um, but still, a bit close. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, this film, I, I really like the trailer actually. For this it was more than I thought I was going to. I've not seen it. I don't think I care to see it. Are we? Are we doing a review for it? I can't remember. Uh, now. I can't remember. Too much. Maybe. Maybe. It, I, I, it made me more excited for the film than I was. I was really not looking forward to this at all. I lost. So I thought, oh, okay, yeah, this is good. Um, but. I'm surprised there are creative. I mean, this is it's been a a very um, up and down project. I mean, Danny Boyle was going to do it, wasn't he? And he he left over creative differences. Um, so it does seem that not everything is right behind the scenes. Uh, a couple more pieces of James Bond news, though. Um, uh, Billie Eilish is going to be singing the theme tune. Yes. Uh, I have vaguely heard of her. And she'll whisper I, the theme tune. Apparently, is that, is that is that a reference to something? Is that what? Yeah, that's how she sings. Okay. Yeah. Good one. Uh, and. Uh, <laughs> Uh, yeah, I, this is lost on me. If I'm honest, she's was it the youngest Bond tune singer. Maybe? She probably is. Yeah, she's very young. I was watching a um, a James Corden thing, and he was he'd done this kind of thing about how uh, songs from this year won't be remembered in the future. And he was saying like, oh, what, what songs from 2019 do you think? Well, last year, what songs from 2019 do you think can be remembered? I mean, there's and he named some song by Billy Ice never heard of, and then something by Lizzo, who I've only vaguely heard of. Like, is that what's is that what's going to happen in the future? Anyway, um, this is not the podcast for popular music. Um, the other piece of James Bond news, which uh, is Barbara Broccoli, the, uh, the producer of Bond films, has said that James Bond will always be male. Um, so they might work on uh, female-led spin-offs, but they won't be James Bond. What well, is a female 007, right? Yes. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, which, thank goodness. I mean... <laughs> James Bond is a man. You can tell because his name is James. Yeah, but 007 doesn't need to be a man. Absolutely. If you want to make a film like 007 is a woman, brilliant. Mm. Go for it. I just think it's so weird to say, now we've just changed the gender of James Bond. So I'm glad that they've gone down this route. Yep. Um, good for them. It's uh, I, I can't remember the name of the actress. Sorry, who's playing, playing 007 in, the, uh, in this new one. Yeah, me neither. Is it the same woman who was in Captain Marvel? I can't remember. Anyway, so she might be getting a spin-off. Mm. But then I'm sure that when they brought in Halle Berry for Die Another Day, that was with the hope of giving her a spin-off, and that didn't happen, so who knows. Mm. Yeah, I'm out of news, Colin. Uh, I've got two more... Well, three more, depending on whether or not you care that they're making National Treasure 3, which I don't. No, um, move on. Um, Nicholas Holt has joined the cast of Mission Impossible. Okay. Uh, I don't know what he's playing. As a baddie, uh, probably, because he's British. Yes, that makes sense. Uh, <laughs> although Simon Pegg... Uh, He's not a baddie. Um, interestingly, most of them are being announced as joining the cast of Mission Impossible 7 and 8, whereas he's just being announced as Mission Impossible, so maybe he's only in the first one. Um, and something that I'm excited by, but I don't suspect you will be, um, is that, or maybe you will, you like Timothy Chalamet. I do like Timothy Chalamet. He's do you a like, very good actor. He's a fantastic actor. Mm. Do you like Bob Dylan? Oh, I, wasn't this mentioned before? Not on this podcast. Oh, really? Huh. I thought, because this is all news, isn't it? <laughs> It's very old news. Uh, no, you're thinking. You might be thinking of Elvis. No, I th- I'm pretty sure it's Bob Dylan. This, this is new this week. Really? Unless you've got 
Sources. Anyway, I do have sources that you don't. <laughs> sources on the inside. Timothy Chalamet will be playing Bob Dylan in a film for James Mangold, um, tentatively called Going Electric, which is about it was going to centre on his um, his move from acoustic folk to electric guitar, um, which outraged a lot of people. I'm pretty sure I read this last month, Colin. Well, okay, I read it in the last couple of weeks. Empire Magazine only found out about it in the last couple of weeks, <laughs> which is where I get a lot of my news from. I've finally revealed my sources. Um, but listen I'm to us huge... rather than go to the Empire Magazine website. Oh, yeah, you don't want to go to those jokes. No, definitely not. <laughs> They're not as charismatic um, people as we are. Exactly right. And uh, their website loads really weirdly in, in Internet Explorer. Yeah, so. awful, awful. Yeah. Um, I, I, <laughs> I love Bob Dylan. I think he's, he's, he's one of my favourite uh, artists, uh, probably second to the Beatles. I think Timothy Chalamet is a fantastic fit um, for a young Bob Dylan, actually. So um, I'm, I'm very excited about this one. Mm. Uh, I'm a little bit disappointed if they are focusing too heavily on this period. So if you're not a Bob Dylan fan, then uh, just to... Uh, well, I've already really explained, but yeah, he was kind of like this this protest singer. They loved beloved in the New York folk scene, and then he went electric. And um, it kind of, I think people felt he was selling out and stuff, whereas he actually produced then some of the greatest stuff he'd ever done. Um, but this was all in the kind of mid-60s, and he had such a long career after that. Um, and there's already been uh, documentaries that are focused on this period, and I think this this particular period of his career has already been mined quite a lot. I'd like to see something a bit more wide-ranging, if possible. Mm. Uh, I don't think I know much about Bob Dylan. Uh, well, I, I'm happy to, uh, to inform you. It's, uh, maybe we... Maybe we'll put this on the list of... Th- I don't know when this is, probably 2021. Yeah, it's a long time more, so yeah. That, Maybe this podcast won't last till then, Colin. Yeah, if we're still going at that point. Um, uh, we can talk all about that. Uh, let's move on then to, to C or Not to Z, uh, where we talk about films we have recently seen and tell you, the listener, whether you should see them or not Z them. I see you've twice referred to this section as to C or Not to Z, Zijan, but I will try and quash you. <laughs> Um, uh, and you've already given us a hint what's going to happen but yes uh, I mean we're already 30 minutes through this podcast already so I'm going to yeah we're going to rattle through 2000 and film zip through this quite quickly as well so I've seen um, two of the Oscar nominated films um, in the past couple of weeks I saw 1917 Um, again I think beautifully short film Roger Dickens should win the 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 best uh, cinematographer for this film hands down it's mm. so beautiful I, I can't yeah. imagine the amount of thinking it needs to go to be able to film a film like this you know it's crazy yeah. it's insane so for those who don't know uh, obviously it's set in the first world war but it's, it's also filmed like it's one continuous shot yeah um, very very good uh, although I don't know about you Colin I found the film a little bit emotionally distant um, I didn't really feel for the main really? character that much. No, not really. Um, like uh, I didn't like it's a war film. He's either going to make it or not, right? Like I don't feel like the sticks were. Uh, no, no, I didn't feel that at all. So, so I, I watched this as well um, uh, on a very big screen. I thought it very emotionally compelling. Yeah, uh, did you? Ah. Yeah, I mean it's a beautiful film, as you say. I, 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 this is why I think it should win Best Director. I think it's it's phenomenal achievement as well. Uh, but yeah, there's some very moving moments f- f- for for me in this. I don't um, know. I just didn't care care too much about okay. it. Like well, I, fair I was just following his journey and all that jazz. And but after that, it was like, yeah, okay. I think this, so. I don't want to ruin what happens, but um, but the, the basic premise is um, he's been told that the, the the British are advancing on the Germans, but they haven't realised they're advancing into a trap. So he needs to pass on this message, or thousands of or tens of thousands of people will die. Um, but yeah, this, it's also got some of the kind of the 
greatest British actors living today. Yeah, doing um, some cameos. Pop up for a few lines, and uh, yeah, they thought it was very good. Um, the other, the other film that I saw that you recommended was a uh, Marriage Story. Mm. Uh, yeah, um, what has been said has not been said about this film, Colin. Uh, I, I enjoy this a lot. It's probably up there yep. one of my favorite films so that came out last year. Uh, great performances, uh, gut wrenching performances, and mm. a lot of Sondheim in it as well. Two music, uh, two songs sung. Uh, from the uh, musical yeah. company, uh, you he finishes on a song, doesn't he? Yeah. yeah, you can drive a person crazy and being alive. Uh, both songs, uh, one sung by um, Scarlett Johansson and one song sung by Adam Driver. Have you seen Company before? Nope. Yeah, a Company is a musical about a man who is not willing to commit um, because they worry about the pits pitfalls of marriage. Oh really? So okay. yeah, I like that they chose the songs from that oh, musical. That's fine, yeah. Hmm. Very clever. Um, I'll also go through a couple uh, fairly quickly. So I've watched a couple um, of, well, Oscar season, but not Oscar. I don't think so. One of them is Just Mercy, um, which I don't think has got any Oscar nominations. Um, so it's the story of uh, of a lawyer in America who is trying to get someone off death row. This um, is uh, Michael B. Jordan. Michael B. Jordan plays the the young lawyer straight out of Harvard. Mm. Um, Jamie Fox is the is the guy on death row. This is touted as an Oscar bait film as well. Yes, I think that's probably fair. I mean, that feel Oscar bait feels like it's. I, th- I think that's probably too harsh. Actually, think about it, because I, I think it's it's made very um, earnestly and I, in both a good and a bad way. Um, so it means a lot to people who are making it. I, th- I saw Jamie Fox on Graham Norton and kind of telling stories and kind of tears in his eyes talking about this, and, and, and it's very moving. Obviously, um, it's kind of well, it's a story about racism. Uh, I think when was it? It's kind of, I think it's uh, late. 80s, early 90s, maybe. Um, so it's kind of more recent than things like Green Book, which is looking at um, racism in the 60s. I think it was 60s. Pre uh, Larson's also in it uh, as someone else working at this Justice Centre alongside Michael B. Jordan. It's directed by uh, Destin Daniel Cretton, who directed Short Term 12, which is a fantastic film, and Pre Larson's Breakthrough. Uh, he also did The Glass Castle a couple of years ago, which wasn't so good. Um, yeah, this is this is... This is good, but I can see why it's not in these um, in these nominations. It it feels at times a little bit like you've seen it all before. The kind of the, this heroic young lawyer who's facing off against these obstacles and, and banging his head against the wall, and uh, um, the kind of the obviousness of the the racial prejudice and the, the racist cops and the, the the justice system not being fit. Um, it is a true story, and and it's has a. Uh, uh, the, it's one of those things that the truth the, it probably would work better as a documentary if they could have filmed all of it because the, it's a phenomenal true story and, and the guy who Michael B. Jordan is playing is I think they said he saved over 100 people from, from death row so it's, it's a phenomenal life he's had wow um, that's uh, yeah so I think a, a documentary about him would be would be astonishing this is this is good um, I think yeah give it a watch but it's not one of the best of the year um, and the other one I saw was Once Upon a Time in Hollywood um, which have you seen this? No, I've wanted to see it. It's really good. Um, I, I steer clear of Tarantino most of the time because I don't like you know, like ultra violence and drug taking, which is a lot of his stuff. Um, and th- the good thing about this is all the violence is condensed into about five minutes. Okay. Um, so there's a scene right near the end which is really gruesome. Um, although I must admit I wasn't watching a lot of it. Um, and. There is a bit of drug taking, but it's smoking rather than injecting or snorting. I can cope with watching smoking. Uh, but otherwise, yeah, it's just great um, 
kind of almost a love letter to uh, to old Hollywood and but more kind of to the old TV shows stuff like. I guess like Pulp Fiction, as, as far as goes, uh, not the the big glamorous uh, blockbusters of the day, but the kind of the, the stuff that was on TV in the afternoon when he was when you're home from school, uh, that kind of thing. So Leo DiCaprio plays uh, this guy who used to be in a, in a cowboy serial and now he's fallen on hard times. Brad Pitt is his stunt guy, um, and it's centered around the the Manson murders, uh, which makes it sound very. Um, insensitive and 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 it isn't uh, it's actually really good okay so i'd, I'd recommend them all right i'll, um, I'll have to look out. i think partly the part of the reason i think that it's a big contender for best picture um, is because hollywood loves films about hollywood yes so i think definitely give them a shot now right. 20 minutes to go three more sections <laughs> jolly good well let's rattle through so 2000 in film here we go um the biggest films of the year 2000 uh, in 10th place What Lies Beneath I haven't seen it nope 9th place X-Men um, which actually it's a very good film it's, it's a very good film it is very good X-Men never huge box office I mean that's not bad but it was never the kind of MCU level so even the later ones weren't making much more than that um, we've talked about X-Men a lot 8th uh, is The Perfect Storm I have not seen it me neither wow this is quite sad I feel like I should see that one. Uh, seventh is Meet the Parents. I have not seen it. I've seen clips of it. Good. <laughs> uh, sixth is How the Grinch Stole Christmas. I have not seen it. Me neither. Fifth is Dinosaur. I have not seen it. I don't think I have either. <laughs> it's the one of those few dinosaur. It's one of the few Disney films I've not seen. Because mm, oh, this I, is one, this this is one of those films that uh, Disney was trying to branch out of um, completely. Um, traditional animated films into more computer generated films yeah yeah and i don't think it worked uh very well for this film it, it just wasn't very memorable in any way it's weird. we we did so we touched on this in a previous podcast and i can't remember why but um but that was the first time i'd ever heard of it Have, is it really the last time we talked about it was the first time i'd heard of it oh this um, this could be one of your pointless answers yeah, it's it's surprising because I mean, even Disney films I've never seen are still huge, but that that just came and went. Uh, number four is What Women Want, uh, which I have seen. With the Mel Gibson vehicle. It is, and very charming, if slightly more weird than I had remembered. I didn't see it at the time, but I'd seen lots about it. They did a White uh, Man one recently, didn't they? They did. No one watched that. No. <laughs> um, I think it's with Taran uh, G.P. Henson as well. Hmm. Mm. Yes. Yeah, it was back when they were, back when they were, it was, it was very recent, but this, this idea of gender swapping all your uh, old comedies. Uh, I thought this, I really enjoyed actually what we want. Um, it goes darker than you might expect. I mean, it's kind of like suicide subplots. Uh, it's also probably your, your better place to tell, say than me, uh, it feels slightly racist in that it's kind of got a wise old Chinese person who gives them a recipe or... We are, we are all wise, Colin. Haven't you realised that by now? Uh, but you're not all old, are you? Um, <laughs> uh, third is Cast Away, which we've talked about. And you told me recently. to watch many yes, times. And I'm sure that you have now watched it, right? Yep. Yep. Yeah, yeah. what did you think? What was your favourite bit? The volleyball bit. Nice. <laughs> I've not seen it yet, Colin. I know. <laughs> um, uh, my friend Rob told me off that we didn't talk about this enough in our Tom Hanks episode. Yeah. Uh, but since we had talked about it at length in the One Man By Himself episode. That, that is true. Um, it will only be you talking about it anyway, Colin. At this rate. Watch it. 
Gladiator is number two, which I have seen. It's a good film. Yeah, it's kind of um, Joaquin Phoenix's. Um, I think it might have been Oscar nominated. Uh, he's kind of breakthrough. Russell Crowe won an Oscar for it. Um, I've not seen it for a very long time. Uh, yes, it was very good. It was very uh, well told. Uh, it, Ridley Scott's last great film, maybe? Potentially, yeah. Um, was it, really? it was Ridley Scott, wasn't it? It must have been. Anyway. Um, and I must admit, I was slightly surprised by the highest grossing film of the year. You've seen this list, have you? Uh, yes, Mission Impossible 2. Mission Impossible 2. This was a long time ago, though, Colin. 20 years ago, year 2000. Um, yeah, usually you ask me what was I doing in 2000 as well, by the way. Something's I forgot missing to, here. I forgot to ask you. What were you doing in 2000? No, it's too late now. Oh, right. All right. I, well, let me tell you. I was just starting my GCSEs. Um, what, at 14? 15? Uh, well, 14 turning 15. So, well, not the exams, but the kind of the two-year GCSE course. Oh, is that when you do it? I thought it was much later than that. Uh, well, the exams happen in twenty. Well, happened in two thousand and two, but the I started the uh, started the course in two thousand. Uh, anyway, that's not <laughs> run. Mission Impossible two, the worst of all the Mission Impossible films, but apparently the most popular um, in two thousand. What I've realised actually looking at this list is uh, so I wasn't a big fan of films back then. I'd go and see a few things, but not much. Um, but it's not a year I've gone back and watched a lot of things. So sometimes we do this, and there's all sorts of things I've seen since but looking at this list there's, there's not much that I have like, said oh I must go and watch Meet the Parents or The Perfect Storm or no def- definitely um, not not definitely not that list um, it's like I was listing out all the films I've seen from that year as well hmm. and it wasn't great either for me in terms of films that I've seen um, very few yeah very few of my favourite films if any well, Castaway, actually, is probably my favourite film of this year. Um, fine, let's talk through some of the Oscar stuff. Um, so, Gladiator won a bunch of Oscars. Erin uh, Brockovich for Julia Roberts' um, only Oscar, I believe. I think, yeah, it was about time as well for Julia Roberts, I think. And then she took yeah. a break from acting after that completely for a while. Because at this point, she was she was huge, wasn't she? She, was, she was massive. After Notting Hill, yeah. uh, My Best Friend's Wedding. She's really, really big. Yeah. Yeah. Obviously, a few years after Pretty Women. Um yeah, and she's very good in that film. It's, there's a film called Dark Waters that's coming out shortly in this country, which is Mark Ruffalo's latest Oscar bid, but it's sunk without a trace a little bit. Uh, which seems to be exactly the same film as Emma Rockerich. There's a guy who's fighting against water pollution in small-town America. Mm. Um, you Can Count On Me, speaking of Mark Ruffalo, that was his um, his uh, big break alongside Laura Linney. Um, there's a film called Almost Famous, which is really good. Uh, I've not seen that at all. Yeah, so uh, Kate Hudson was Oscar nominated for this, but um, there's a. It's directed by Cameron Crowe. It might even be written by him, actually, I think it must be. Um, but it's, it stars this kid who somehow gets involved with rock band, like with rock journalism. And he's. A, I'm not sure how old he is. He's, he's maybe 13 or something like that. He's, he's quite young. Um, but he, he, start, he writes articles about rock bands and he gets invited to go on tours and stuff. Um, but yeah, Cameron Crowe, who'd done Jerry Maguire before this. Uh, he's got a really a really good touch at this point so um, I definitely recommend checking out Almost Famous hmm. um, Oh Brother Where Art Thou which is the first Coen Brothers film that I ever saw okay which I, I didn't really get at the point at that time I must admit we well, were young it. then Colin mm, but I watched it in uh, 2008 so it was, uh, I wasn't quite as young but, 
Um, uh, but yeah, I still, I, it took me a while to get the Coen Brothers. Um, and here's one. I put this in. I only saw the first half an hour of it, I think. But uh, Wonder Boys, starring uh, Tobey Maguire and Michael Douglas. Um, I, I mentioned this to you, John, because Bob Dylan won uh, his Oscar uh, for this film. Oh, okay. He did the, the soundtrack for it. Or not the soundtrack, he did a song, song for it, got a best original song. Oh, nice. Uh, make, and recently he became only the second person ever to win both an Oscar and a Nobel Prize uh, when he got a Nobel Prize for Literature. Who's that other person? Uh, George Bernard Shaw. Ah, Oscar for for the um, the screenplay for uh, My Fair Lady, I think. Or, no, Pig Merlin. No, um, so there you go. I, if you have an egot, I suppose that that must be an on That's, or a no. Yeah. Other <laughs> um, films that you just anyway, thought, uh, you haven't mentioned that I'm going to bring up as well: Crouching Tiger, yep. Hidden Dragon. Course. Was very very big then. Ang Lee won uh, best director, I believe, and also was that put, his first big film? I think so. Puts him on the mm. map, uh, and he's gone yeah. on to do a variety of films ever since. Such a variety of things. Honestly, yeah. Ang Lee, his his <laughs> his uh, what do you call it? His catalog of films that he's mm. done. It's it's crazy. He followed that up with Sense and Sensibility, didn't he? Which yeah. is another great film, but uh, very very different. Well, which goes to show that if you're a good director, it doesn't mean matter what the genre of the film is. I think. Mm. Um, Although um, Gemini Man last year did not get so well received. No, it definitely didn't. Uh, American Psycho put Christian Bale on the map. I don't know whether he was big before then. That, that didn't get a nomination, did it? No, it didn't get a nomination. Oh, just going for some uh, I'm just mentioning yeah. other films that came out that year. Um, cool. Uh, animated films. Uh, Chicken Run, a very underrated mm. film. A very good film. Very, very good another, film. Another Mel Gibson. Another Mel Gibson. Uh, yeah, Claymation film. Love this film so much. Uh, as well as The Emperor's New Groove, which is also a another underrated film uh, I've seen it multiple times uh, and I still do watch it now because it's really really funny and much funnier than um, the accolades it's been given is. it's a great film I have not seen it hmm. it's on okay. Netflix by the way Colin you should check it out yeah maybe while you're ironing what, when you watch Castaway I'll watch it okay really maybe yeah okay yes not happy about it. Um, <laughs> what what I did discover from this year is that the films I did watch, I watched a lot. Um, so there's like four films on here that I must have either got the DVD or recorded off the telly or got the video or something. Uh, I think because my video collection back then was very small, if it would have been video rather than DVD back in 2000, um, I just watched these films over and over. So um, The Whole Nine Yards starring Matthew Perry. Um, my, my love of Matthew Perry is well documented. Uh, I've seen this film many, many times. Um, it's probably one of his best films, hmm. um, which isn't necessarily a lot, uh, as critics go. Uh, Me, Myself and Irene, I've seen several times, despite the fact it's really bad. It is really um, bad. It's kind of, I mean, Jim Carrey, René Zellweger, um, kind of gross-out comedy and stuff, but yeah, I've seen that many times. Uh, the Kid, which actually is very uh, sweet, uh, which is Bruce Willis. Uh, who then who meets a younger version of himself basically oh okay so I thought it was kind of a high to do with Billy the Kid but I'm totally wrong uh, I think there's more than one film called The Kid <laughs> yeah, but this one uh, this one which I watched because there's a Matthew Perry cameo in it um, it's the first time I watched it but it's yeah it's him, him and Emily Mortimer um, it's very nice and of course who can forget the cinematic uh, delight possibly the greatest uh, cheerleader based film of all time uh, Bring It On <laughs> From, That's probably uh, true. 
years. That's such a two thousand film, though, isn't it? Bring it on! It it's like if you think about it, what 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 represents a film set in the two thousands? <laughs> yeah. Bring it on! It's a it quintessential two thousands film. And uh, and covering some very important um, race race issues in that film because <laughs> they were like this, this, the 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 black school and they weren't as privileged as the white school. It's a very important film, Zijan, for our times. <laughs> They've made a musical out of it, so it must be good. They've also made like four sequels, but uh, the was it Bedazzled, which is second, um, which I only saw because it was in a two pack with a with a uh, Matthew Perry film. I was really into Matthew Perry back in uh, two thousand. <laughs> That's what I'm learning here. Um, Unbreakable, we've talked about before, I think, but uh, is a fantastic film again. Bruce Willis back when M Night Shyamalan was good. Yes. Although, what didn't everyone love him again briefly for Split? They did. They did. He came and back. Then they yeah. hated him again for Glass. Um, uh, that, that man get no breaks. He's not. Yeah. Him. So Glass came out last year. Was the sequel to Unbreakable, um, and apparently was rubbish. Whereas Unbreakable is very. Kind of I, nice enjoy Unbreakable. On, I enjoy Unbreakable. I enjoy Unbreakable. Twist on the comic book films before comic book films were were big. Yeah. Were huge. Yeah. Um, High Fidelity is a. Uh, Based on Nick Holmey book and its tale of uh, guys working in a in a record store is is good. Uh, Charlie's Angels, one of the one of the various attempts to bring Charlie's Angels to the big screen. And then the sequel came out twenty years later, nineteen years later. Nineteen years later. Well, you're forgetting Charlie's Angels uh, Full Throttle. Oh yeah, which probably people came about people consider it ago. worse than the first one. Yeah, yes. but uh, Matt LeBlanc is in them though. That's true. He's pretty much his only success on the big screen. As a boyfriend of one of the angels. As, as the boyfriend of one of them. We did a quiz on it, didn't we? Yeah, we definitely did. Uh, and the other most 2000 film is Dude, Where's My Car? <laughs> I've seen that, actually. Ashton Kutcher and Sean William Scott. Mm. And uh, the, possibly the big screen debut, or certainly um, one of them, of, one of them, and one of the earlier films of Jennifer Garner. Uh, who played the really tall, like she, hundred foot woman or something? Yeah, the, when they wanted to capitalize on the two dudes film, like mm. Bill and Ted, but wow, didn't do as well. What a great segue! Oh, actually, we're not on there. Is not it there yet. depends on how much time we have left, Colin? Do you see the time yeah, we have? We, left? We've got we've got time to cover the five uh, Dwayne Johnson films I've seen. <laughs> so actor factor. That's, that's, that's two thousand. That'll do. Um, yeah. Go for it. We move on to Actor Factor and we talk about the films by Dwayne Johnson. This is so weird coming from me. It's usually you who does all of these I, breaks. I felt that felt so odd, didn't it? <laughs> it's so different. I What's I mean, wrong? This, our 97th episode and it's the first time you've ever said uh, we move on to. I it's, know. <laughs> it's, weird. it's crazy. It's very creepy. I don't want to do this again. It scares me. No, it, I didn't like it, if I'm honest. Um, <laughs> I don't know what to do now. <laughs> me, me neither. Um, shall you start, uh, Colin? You can start, because I always thanks, start with the films. Uh, I've, only, I've only seen five of them. Um, I saw uh, Be Cool, which is the sequel to um, Get Shorty, mm-hmm. um, which I saw afterwards. It's set in the music business. It's a weird old film. John, John Travolta, is, I think, was in it. Um, he's this music mogul. The, the basic premise of the film is that he is um, tutoring... Oh, not children. He's, he's discovered, I think it was Samantha Mumba, if I remember rightly. Uh, and she's this amazing singer. And in order to, to show how amazing she is, she get, they get her to sing the opening at an Aerosmith concert. Um, and the crowd goes wild. And I think the, an Aerosmith concert, the fans are not going to go wild for Samantha Mumba. It lacked credibility. Anyway, Dwayne Johnson was in it um, whilst he was still a wrestler, I think. My only recollection is that he did his eyebrow thing a lot. And he was trying to make it as an actor. 
um, and he did this monologue from Romeo and Juliet, but he was doing the Juliet part. Uh. Um, and John Travolta's like, what are you doing? <laughs> um, Get Smart, which is actually quite a lot of fun. It's Steve Carell and Anne Hathaway. Um, it's like a, a super agent comedy. I don't remember The Rock being in it, but apparently he was. Yep, me neither. Um, I've seen that. I'm not, I don't remember The Rock being yep. in it as well. Good for him. Uh, Central Intelligence, where uh, he and Kevin Hart teamed up. Um, he's, this, again, an intelligence agent. Uh, it is rubbish. It's really bad. Uh, I like them together, but not in this film. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then the two Jumanjis, which we talked about a lot. Yep. Um, uh, I've okay. I've seen uh, Dwayne Johnson's uh, debut in film, The Mummy Returns, oh, yeah. um, which is a sequel to The Mummy. Uh, yes. With Brendan uh, Fraser and Rachel Weisz back when I thought Rachel Weisz and Kate Winslet were the same person right <laughs> uh, a bit racist um. <laughs> he doesn't have much to do in this film he was the Scorpion King who wasn't even the big bad in this film he just came out with his muscles he, um, he shitless a lot probably why he was chosen for this role in the first place um, hmm. yeah but this was when he was again break, trying to break through I mean we can call him an actor now Dwayne Johnson more an actor than a wrestler Absolutely. now I think yeah, yeah he's done and not a bad actor actually. not a bad actor as well um, especially um, not much range but still <laughs> his comedy films they're quite good and Fast and Furious films they're very popular uh, I didn't see any of them <laughs> the Fast and Furious films no um, I the other film that I've seen that you've not seen is Moana uh, where he oh, yes. where he was uh, one of the demigods um, yeah classic uh, Disney film pretty decent pretty good not the best songs are here yeah very good songs um, um, so what's your favourite film Colin? This is uh, so Jumanji, weird. Jumanji, Welcome to the Jungle. Yeah, it's probably Miles. my favourite as well. It's very yeah. good. And what's your least favourite film? It's probably Central Intelligence. Yeah. yeah. Mine is probably going to be The Mummy Returns. The thing is, because he's... I say for some years he's been one of the highest paid actors in Hollywood. But I say he's not uh, bad. Like, he's not bad, but he's not good. He's I mean, very he, likeable though, that's the thing. He's very likeable and he physically, no one else looks like that no. in Hollywood, so those parts go to him. But he, he doesn't have any range at all, really, does he? He doesn't, doesn't go much beyond the... You see some of pictures on, on, on Twitter or something of like him in a jungle wearing a kind of khaki uh, jacket. Is that the next film Shit. coming out, right? The jungle Cruise. Like, well, that's the thing. I saw one thing, basically four of those, and they're all from different films. <laughs> so it's Jungle Cruise, Jumanji, uh, Welcome to the Jungle, no, what's that? and um, Journey to the Hidden Island. And he looks the same in all of them. <laughs> <laughs> so there you go. Um but apparently San Andreas is getting a sequel, so good for him. Okay, yeah. Um, next time in Actor Factor, I'm not sure if we've done that. Have we done Nicholas Holt before? No, we haven't done Nicholas Holt before. Nicholas Holt. Um, to no, celebrate but his... we're not doing that next time, though. Not next time, time after next, mm. isn't it? Sorry, I forgot we... Um, we jump, we skip Actor Factors now. Okay, we do, you're so right. Well, in which case, in a month's time, we'll talk about Nicholas Holt. But uh... This time around, what are we doing next time? Uh, next time, we're going to our Look Back in Oscar segment, uh, where we look back on the best picture winning film mm-hmm. uh, from the past and um, we're not going too far into the past this time as we're talking about 12 years a slave i've not seen that film before so it'll be good neither have i yeah. uh, but it's on netflix uh then we move into our final segment of the podcast which is the the quiz um and this time we are quizzing on bill and ted um films not i think the cartoon series which i used to watch as a kid um uh, I will kick us off, Sijan. Uh, number one for you. In which Californian city is Bill and Ted based? Sandy Mars. 
that could be how you pronounce it. I'll give it to you. I don't know. Sandima. I just said Sandimas. Yeah, that's the one. Uh, question one from me is, according to the opening monologue in Luan's Excellent Adventure, what does the Earth have more of than any other planet in 20, 2688? 2688. Uh, huh. Is it guitars? No, uh, excellent water, sh- water slides. Nice. <laughs> it's good, right? <laughs> That's good. Um, uh, which US president appears as a character in the first Bill and Ted? Uh, Lincoln. It is Lincoln. Yeah. Um, question two for me is, of all the people brought back to the present in Bill and Ted's excellent adventure, Socrates was the earliest from 410 BC, but who was the latest? Uh, let me see. Right. Bill, Kid, and Joan of Arc, and Beethoven... Um, Napoleon um, those all feel I feel there must be someone more recent than that uh, Genghis Khan I'm not even sure they did bring him back but I'm going to say Einstein no it's Freud Freud uh, okay um, who does William Sadler play in Bill and Ted's Bogus Journey uh, death, right? Death. I've made this very easy for you. Thanks, Colin. I, I like that you're giving me a good head start for the year. Yeah. <laughs> uh, question three. Which rock star was meant to be cast as Rufus but couldn't due to the low budget? Uh, Eddie Van Halen. That's correct. Uh, question four. What was the name of Ted's daughter in Bill and Ted Face the Music? That's Billy. It is Billy. Wow, Colin, what happened? Um, question four. And I'm not. I've didn't word this very well. I've just written it down and read it out, and it's not worded really well as well. I'm strong. Okay. I, I apologize there once. Fine. Uh, in Bill and Ted's bogus journey, who did Rufus end up disguising himself as? Because he disappeared at the beginning of the film, but he turned out to All be right. one of the other characters at the end. Uh, probably death. No, it's the teacher, Miss Wardrobe. Wow. Wow, okay. Colin, did you even read the Wikipedia? I skimmed them. I didn't put much into this one, if I'm honest. Um, who co-wrote all the Bill and Ted films with Chris Matheson? I guess it's uh, Solomon, right? Yeah, go on then. Ed Solomon. Yeah. Full marks. Um, can I, for your can second I point of this quiz, point. Colin, <laughs> uh, which real-life rapper will play himself in Bill and Ted Face the Music? Huh. I had no idea that was happening. Um... I'm going to say Vanilla Ice. It's a guy called Kid Cudi. Have you heard of him before? No, I've not heard of Kid Cudi. He's like six on the, the cast list, or fifth on the cast list on Wikipedia, wow. so he must be quite big. You can never again complain that you're, that um, about the difficulty levels of our This is not... A, I don't think mine was that difficult. Kid Cudi. Uh, congratulations. Um, Thank you. 2-0 two, two for the year. What are we quizzing on next time, Zijan? We are going to quiz on the films written by Charles Randolph. Who is, Who is Charles Randolph? He did Bombshell and The Interpreter, Love and Other Drugs and The Big Shot. Cool. Um, and you've given us a hint, but what is our topic next time? Bombshell. Bombshell. Yeah. Yes, we should say anyone who's made this far, he was expecting us to do Bombshell this time, as we promised. Uh, we're both, both very busy and we didn't have time to watch it. So um, No, you were very time, busy. I, I was, was fine. Make his, yeah, fine. <laughs> I was very busy. I didn't have time to watch it. Uh, but I'll make sure to watch it uh, before next time and we'll see you then. Bye.